FBI Radio and Fire Up are proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. And now the gladiators, Hoppawati with the left forearm. It was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A little bit out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. Uh, it's just rubbing song into the worm. You can see the head crash there. Oh, very nasty. The delicate kick. He smacked their bottoms with a beautiful bit of football early. Thank you, Mrs. Robinson. Another little slanging match. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the bird. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But my heavens, he's really bleeding. He's come out of it very much the worse for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd's starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. Dead steps again. Steps again. It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale. As they... The young boy from Brisbane, how good is it? How good is it? What's his name? Horn, how, how do we spell it? H-O-R-N, horny, horny, horny. Come on, ramp it up. Wow. Look, we have been getting some complaints here, Chris Gale, about how Fire Up is not actually firing them up anymore. Right. And it took Alan Jones to come good there with a fair amount of, well, gee whiz, I'm, you know, he really got that right, didn't he? Are you saying, Stephen, we should rename this show Ramp It Up as opposed to Fire Up? Yeah, or just plain old horny, horny, horny. horny, horny. And gee, that's Queen, he really just nailed that, that, that <laughs> sentiment within the Queenslanders, didn't he? You know, ah, uh, dear, dear. And what, what, what became of it all, Chris? Well, that, unfortunately, that... the battling school teacher or primary school teacher, Jeff Horn, was uh, stopped in the eighth round by, I want to go a bit technical on you, Stephen. A TKO in the eighth round. Yes, yes, right. A famous song by Womack and Womack. Is, is that right? <laughs> yeah. I love know. TKO by the clinical uh, Australian-Russian Tim. My name is Tim. Son of Kostya, I always like to mention the rugby league connection I have with the Zoo family, Stephen, which was one day at Leichhardt Oval on an open flatbed truck driving around Leichhardt Oval, the yeah. great Balmain supporter, Laurie Nichols, Kostya Zoo, and Harry Triggerboff from Meriton. What a, what, a, what a great combination. So Kostya was a Balmain supporter? He was there on the day. He was there on the day. That's good enough for you. And, and, and now he's back in Russia spreading the word, the gospel of rugby league. Well, Chris, last week we, uh, we confronted once again the troll farms in Russia. Uh, we know the conspiracy theories because information is, is though available, is not always freely available and verifiable. And so there we get uh, these fears of the ogres of, you know, like the Cold War where we have Russia and China, uh, even North Korea, working against the wishes of the great Western sort of traditions and uh, uh, constitutions, etc. And uh, right amongst us, Chris, uh, conspiracy theorists abound. And, and we are just awash in this time, this difficult time, with too much information where conspiracy theorists are poking their heads out of the... Woodwork. I had an expression, Stephen, that mm. information is king, but like 
what information is the question that's continuously being begged in well, this modern society? Well, Chris, um, look, you know, The Guardian, you know, The New York Times, you know, The City Morning Herald. If you read those things, of course, you're going to be of a certain ill, aren't you? Those rags. Yeah, those rags, you know. <laughs> uh, whereas if you get your news off Facebook, you're in good, good standing. Oh, well... Seriously, I mean, I saw the uh, the social network, Stephen, and and the whole thing looks legitimate to me. And what I what I love about Facebook is that they understand me, Stephen, because they keep sending me customized t shirt opportunities. Yes. Now I'm about two grand in the hole, but I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure they'll turn up eventually. Yeah. And you know, just on that mention, uh, we must celebrate. Of course, they're called centi billionaires. Those that go over a hundred billion, and there's only a club of four. You know who's number one? Jeff Bezos. You right. Know? Alien, lizard yep. creature, you know that. Well, sure. And number four is Zuckerberg, I think, or is four. Anyway, there's a there's a there's a cabal, of course, you know, and uh, Bill Gates, of course. Everybody's pointing fingers at Bill Gates because he's he's the man behind so much of this sort of vaccination conspiracy, uh, Huawei, five G. Converting your brains into malleable objects that people can take over. Yeah, he's looking to make money out of things like COVID, Stephen, yeah. and um, counterbalance all the billions he's donated to charity. Right. By the way, are you suggesting that Zuckerberg is in that category of lizard people? I think so, because I think that if I could, uh, Chris, this all started many, many years ago with Men in Black. Right. You may remember that they stated that a lot of them were lizard creatures, were out, the aliens were amongst us, and if I could, there were many participating, but they, they agreed to be uh, exposed. And of course, we had the likes of uh, Barry Sonnenfeld, who was the director, his daughters. Dionne Warwick, did you know that? Was, no. Uh, no. no. Uh, Tony Robbins, George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, Sylvester Stallone, and even though he didn't give consent, Elvis Presley is, uh, well, living far, far away. Dennis Rodman, of course, was right <laughs> up top of the list there. Uh, though, and then, of course, the second film, Michael Jackson begged to be included in this lot of aliens or for those from other, other you know, territories. This is the, the Tommy Lee Jones Will Smith vehicle. Yes, that's right. Yes. Right, yeah. So that was a documentary, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it, well, apparently it is a yeah. documentary. The, the, the world submitted two creatures, the lizard people, okay. who could have come from anywhere. Yeah. We don't know where, of course, because we're not that advanced. And us humble good people. So I've watched the BBC documentary series Doctor Who, oh, yes. and uh, the lizard people are actually called Silurians, and they do walk amongst us, but they're, they're disguised. But they're it, exposed in full light. Yeah, yeah, but it does beg the question, are we talking a generic lizard hero? Because if I think Zuckerberg, I think, I don't know, Gecko? Gecko? Yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, I mean, are, are we getting all the variations? Well, who, who doesn't love a blue tongue? Well, that's right. We all love a blue tongue. Come on now, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. But Godzilla's a different kettle of fish. Well, Godzilla, Godzilla is our own uh, parable for our misdeeds and our follies, Stephen. In, so, in Japan particularly. Yeah. And, yeah. and, of course, ended up being a big hero. Right. Now, by the time they got to Men in Black 3, Lady Gaga makes yes. sense, you know. Yes. Justin Bieber, uh, Tim Burton, Bill Gates, Richard Branson... Uh, Andy Warhol, though, appears to be an agent and not an alien, but we're not quite sure about that. Right, so he's like an ambassador. He's a contact on the ground. And and the, one of the curious things here, Stephen, mm-hmm. is every name that you've mentioned, yeah. I know. Yes. Can you give me the names of people who are not in the public eye that are lizard people? I cannot. Right. No. That's interesting, isn't it? We finally get to the last series, International, Adriana Grande, uh, Elon Musk. <laughs> Adriana? Uh, yeah. Ariana Grande? Ariana. Yeah. <laughs> Ariana Grande. Elon Musk, Donald Glover, JJ Abrams. Now, uh, I look, let's be fair here, Chris. I would take a guess, a stab, and say most of those people are probably liberal Democrats. Right. Whereas QAnon have got the whole thing back to front. They're claiming that the Hillary Clinton and her ilk are actually feeding off the, the blood and the life force of babies 
a la, they're sort of a weird version of vampiric pedophiles. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, and they're all Democrats. Right. As opposed to, you know, uh, we would believe otherwise, I think, Chris. Okay, so QAnon uh, has a, a particular war cry, isn't it, Stephen? That's sort of been, as I believe, somewhat well, appropriated uh, by the... Republican Party as it exists in the Donald Trump incarnation. Yes, but first you have to first you have to get to the the fact that they have to have a great awakening. Right. You need the great awakening to understand what QAnon understands. Who is this QAnon anyway? Well, I don't really understand it, Stephen. Other than that, I know that they have a particular war cry, which uh, is very very similar to the uh, the theme song and rallying cry of a rugby league team. Oh yes. I am the storm. Oh, my God, Chris. That was a bit of delay. That had to come from outer space, I think. But, gee whiz, that's pretty scary. So that, that the storm, though, I think represents the moment where Donald J. Trump takes over and takes control, correct? So we've been seeing this writ large for the last 20 years, Stephen. I yeah. mean, the Melbourne storm came into the National Rugby League in 1998. Immediate success. Is that the connection to Rugby League? That is the connection. <laughs> okay. And they have been sleeper agents yes, for man. the lizard people right? who, uh, through uh, front pieces like QAnon, yeah. ostensibly a somewhat bizarrely motivated religi- uh, political group, yeah. are actually clearing the pathway for really the evolution of society. Now, I mean, uh, I know you're a Darwinist. Yes. Uh, who... Except, of course, when robotics come into play. And we always thought that Melbourne perhaps were robots. Yeah, well, that's, but they're not. That's a brilliant front, isn't it? Okay. They're actually yeah, lizard yeah, people. Yeah, right, okay. And, and the inevitable, inexorable, inexorable pathway of the humankind is that we are evolving into these Silurian lizards, yeah, Stephen, and I welcome them. Yes. As does, of course, uh, prominent social media influencer and wife of... Yeah. Uh, former manly first grader Frankie Winterstein, Taylor yeah. Winterstein. Tay-Tay. Yeah, Tay-Tay. Now, I've just re- just opened up uh, just any old page, and apparently they're not doctors, they're not nurses, they're not <laughs> psychologists, uh, but sisters Stevie and Tay-Tay want to change you big to share... Change you big to share? Is that English? <laughs> All their knowledge about wellness. Is that even English? <laughs> no, but I'm interested. <laughs> and so, they okay, the latest offering is break up with your bullshit says Taylor Winterstein and her sister Stevie, for a cool 2,222. There must be some magic in those numbers. There's, there's got to be. Some significance You'll there. learn about your identity, body, money, relationships, motherhood. Don't question motherhood, Chris, no. and institutions. Uh, from two people who say their strongest quali- qualification is, get this, street cred. Right, and, and I think that uh, Taylor would claim that she's a graduate of the University of Life, Stephen. University of Life? Yeah. Where I, do I, I go? Fa- where, where do I apply? <laughs> I failed my under- undergraduate degree there, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. And she's um, been photographed this week uh, on Instagram. Yes. With a photo of David Icky, I think. David Icky? Former soccer commentator, now, and that tells you a lot. I believe one of the, one of the, 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 the leading voices of uh, the Jewish faith in this country has uh, suggested to a chef associated with this mob as well. Pete? You're not talking about Pete. Pete? Well, Pete. If, I, if I can just quickly say, David Icke's written a book called The Answer, Stephen. Yes. I think it's the sequel to his book, The Question. The Question. He <laughs> certainly and is, I don't know. is plugging us into this yeah. connection between the Lizard People, QA, and the Melbourne Storm. Yes, I knew it was coming together. Uh, by the way, of some of the Lizard People that he he's identified, or the Anuakai, as he calls them, you've got Queen Elizabeth, George W. Bush, Henry Kissinger, Bill and Hillary Clinton again, wow. and Bob Hope. Because well, e- hello, every Poor group. Bob Hope, what a Bing Crosby needs a needs, needs a comedian, yes. right? <laughs> right, and and so 
that's the way we're going. And if there's no greater a spokesperson for where we need to go in relation to this evolution that we've uncovered, thank you, Melbourne Storm, for leading the way. Yes. Pete Evans you're referring to. Currently in his nightcap on Minjungbul Tribal Treaty Retreat. Yeah. And Pete has just simply reached out, Stephen. Yeah. And he says, what we need to do is be spreading love, being free, mm. eating anti-inflammatory healthy food. Yes. Hugging each other, playing, singing, and getting outdoors. Now, that's advice for every rugby league player. Right, and somewhere along the line, we've, 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 we've mashed this thing up with the anti-vaccination thing, right? Because yeah, yeah. The, the vax will come with, it's loaded with fetus blood or fetus DNA, you know, a la, you know, here we go, the aliens. And well, you're, the getting into, you're getting into the, uh, the trial stuff there, aren't you? I sure am. And, uh, and then, of course, on the other side, the, the Trump has been uh, trumpeting, is that how I say that? <laughs> uh, that hydroxychlorine, chlorine. Hydrochloroquine. Hydrochloroquine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, he's not alone. He's no. got some great minds with him. He's got uh, Craig Kelly, one of our great uh, ministers representing Australian people. And former lower grade second rower, I believe. Yes, and Clive Palmer. Well, I mean, the good good minds there combining this force against the conspiracy that is COVID-19, of course, because there's no evidence, Chris. Right. So really what we're trying to unpack here, Stephen, Unpacking's is, the it, word. <laughs> is too much. Too much. There's I can't too cope. much information. Yeah. So how does this translate for the modern rugby league player? How is he going to take... You know, information from, you know, the acronym Football Wags, yes, from yeah. the lights of David Icke, from Pete Evans. I think they just have to deal with one concept that Pete's pushing, Stephen, and that's anti-inflammatory healthy food. I'm with that. And you can see this really playing out in rugby league right now. Yeah. On one hand, Papa John's, which is a pizza chain. Oh, yes. Tell me about this. They have obtained exclusive signage rights at all English Super League grounds. How much do you think that deal would have cost them? Oh, I'd say minimum two fifty thousand. Zero euros. Zero euros. Because they're supplying the players. Are they still using using euros in the UK? Uh, well, may, maybe not. <laughs> Zero pounds, I should pounds, say. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> supplying the players with free pizza after the game. That's it. And who can forget the beautiful sign, uh, the vision of Mal Meninga when he was coaching the Queensland Maroons and they'd suffered a. A defeat, and Cherry Evans was being carried off into the dressing room behind him as Mal was getting in early on the pizza Tucking after the early. game. First in, first served. Pete Evans says this is a mistake. Mm-hmm. Rugby league is being affected by these deals, mm-hmm. and we have evidence in Australia that the corner is being turned, yes. and that the message of the listed people is being heard. Yes. Did you watch? I mean, there was a there was a brutal affair on television last night, Stephen. That was the cocktail party at the Bachelor. But meanwhile, at Bankwest Stadium, Parramatta were getting murdered. Absolutely touched up by the Parramatta Eels. But uh, in his second game, cousin of Isan Masters, Stephen Masters, was playing beautiful football. Yeah. No look passes. Yes. You know why? Is he eating pizza? No. No, he's not he was, eating pizza. He was emotionally eating Hungry yeah. Jackson Maccas until Wayne Bennett kicked right. him up the ass yes. and said, get on the good stuff. Okay. And he's, he's succeeding. Right. Look at look at Regan Campbell-Gillard, reinvented at Parramatta Eels. Why? Because yep. he was eating KFC and Maccas, doing him no good. He said it was shit. Yes. Albeit delicious shit. Yes. He's off it. Yeah. If you follow Pete Evans, yeah. you've got a premiership in your future, Stephen. Are you telling me that Pete Evans is going to be the new coach of Brisbane? Pete Evans is the new coach of the Brisbane Broncos. Fired up! Ready to go! Ready to go! Fired up! Ready to go! Ready to go! Illuminati, a secret society do exist. Illuminati, T, 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 T. Illuminati, a secret society do exist. Illuminati.
Let's ramp it up. And everywhere we go, we had 25,000 people in New York City. I asked them, are you fired up? And they were all fired up. And I asked them, are you ready to go? And they're all ready to go. Yes, Chris. Hardy, hardy. I am trademarking <laughs> Ramp It Up right now, Stephen. I mean, that's, that's got to be our future direction. I mean, Fire Up is so 20th. Well, it's well, not. It, it is. It's dated, isn't it? Let's, yeah, it yeah, is 21st yeah. century, but yeah, I can, just I can see, barely. I can see Gaz and Mini in a, in a taxi <laughs> going, come on, let's ramp it up, ramp. shall we? Ramp take it, it up. Uh, take it to the next level. Okay. <laughs> now, I'm glad we solved the world's problems when it came to the confusion when it comes to lizard people, QAnon, uh, anti vaxxers, uh, Pete Evans, uh, where's he going to coach? Next, uh, Tay Tay Winterstein, uh, Craig Kelly, uh, Clive Palmer, right. and Donald Trump. Trump. Well, and you're forgetting one character in all of this, Stephen, Who because we person? are trying to provide a roadmap. It's a rough roadmap. Yes. And if you if you can just at least please eat anti-inflammatory, healthy food. Mm. But you're forgetting one person, and that of course is Cameron Smith, Smith. Mr. Smith. And and fire up fan Lynn has just tweeted that she blames us because she heard that there's a school in Smithfield that's been closed due to COVID concerns, and she, in her head, she heard it as a school in Smithfield. <laughs> right. So, uh, and as you said, we God, we love the storm that now that Smith's not playing for them. How, well, how much do you love the storm? Well. You know that I've never forgiven South Sydney for what they did to Balmain in 1909, and I don't need to go into it now. And I've never forgiven Melbourne Storm, well, they did this in Georgia in 1999. some 90 years later. That's yes, so all nines, Chris. It's all nine. Well, th- that is the, the number code of the lizard people, because you know what a nine is, Stephen? Three nines? It's a converted, six, 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 turned six, upside yeah. down. And but, I, I think that Tay-Tay is switching up her figures now. But, it's going to be 9999 <laughs> not 2222 Because you know what she's done to her annual fee or daily fee? What? She's ramped it up. Ramped it up. But... But I, I feel like I'm giving in to this uh, inexorable drive, Stephen, because yeah. I watched the South Sydney Rabbitohs last night, and you know what? wasn't that bad. First no. of all, coach... Isn't it funny how quickly we can switch allegiance in rugby league? Coached by the wily old fox, Wayne Bennett yeah. himself. Yes. Only one Burgess. Yes. Because for Burgi, it's kind of like a, like, a, like a bit of non... It, it was a bit of inflammatory, non-healthy food that would kind of stick it, in it, your gut. It obstructs, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. But you, can... you try shoving one bird eye down your gullet, you know, and then add another three, that's and a... then there's the mother and the sister, and I don't know what else comes along. The extended bird eye network. Too much. It's difficult to digest, but uh, Tom I could handle. Yeah, one Tom. Even when one he was selfishly eye. trying to score a try on his own recognizance at the end. Right. And there were a bunch of... No name off the bench players yep. playing attractive brand of football. Attractive brand, and I, I, I felt my dislike for the rabbits starting to ease. Your dislike for the storm starting to ease. We yeah. are surrendering to the lizard people. We are. What can you do, Chris? What I'll tell you, you who's do? not a non-lizard person. A non-lizard person, uh, and therefore like a human like you and I. On the way out. On the way out. <laughs> Former yeah. Brisbane Broncos coach yeah. before Pete Evans took the gig, yes. Anthony Seabold. Now, what number coach is he to go this year so far? And a shortened season, is it four or is it five? It's five. It's five coaches. Five out of 16. Gone. And we've often said it's a it's a results game, it's a results <laughs> business, and you need to win. And in every single game, Chris, did you know that only one team can win out of two, generally speaking? Well, I, I, I can't remember the last time we had a draw. Well, except in the very rare circumstances where after 10 minutes of Golden Point, and gee, I hate Golden Point. Uh, you can have a draw. You can have one, but you often don't get one. So you know why point... I hate Golden Point so much, Stephen? 
No, Tom. Because the Tigers are about 5 and 11 in Golden Point. Oh, all time. It's so personal with you, isn't it, Chris? <laughs> Think of the big picture, Chris. Think of the big picture. Now, we often talk about cancel culture. Yes. Where does uh, Seabold fit in cancel culture? Seabold, who just got sacked from the Brisbane Broncos after the swap with Wayne Bennett, who has now gone to South Sydney, right here in our heartland, and just lapping it up and laughing. He sure is, uh, the wily old fox. Well, look, uh, unfortunately it's been revealed, particularly in the wake of his resignation Mm -hmm. this week and his departing press conference, which was a story in itself. It's new information. Yes, new information. Mm -hmm. It seems that Seabold himself was a proponent of cancel culture and now ultimately a victim thereof. How is that exhibited? So when he arrived on day one Mm -hmm. after the the very, very unfortunate... What's it called? Redcliffe? Red Hill. Red Hill. (laughs) No, Red Red Hill. Redcliffe is the Dolphins, which could become the Fire It is too. It's hard to keep up, isn't it? Red Hill in Brisbane, right? Okay. (laughs) Have you been to Red Hill? I have not. No, we should go there We should sometime. go and do a visit, yeah. yeah do an OB. Sacred site and regular. <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> so he's turned up day one after he and Wayne have basically passed each other at Brisbane Airport. And who was sitting pretty then? Seabold was sitting pretty, wasn't he? Coach of the year. Dally M, coach of the year. Don't Tere- tell me. South Sydney. South Sydney. Right, okay. Tremendous run. Okay. And he's coming to the replete resources and riches that define the Brisbane Broncos, right. who have been one of the most successful teams in their 30-year history. And can you name all the successful coaches for the Brisbane Broncos? Wayne Bennett. Correct. One. Anyway, so Seabs has come in, mm-hmm. and the first thing he's done mm-hmm. is going, right, let's clean this joint out. It's a new joint. Slogans up on the wall, yep. reminiscent of who? Wayne. Gone. Po- posters. Videos. Yes. They, they famous, famous, famous winning photos, holding the trophy. They famously, The bucket of ice over the head, Chris. They famously talk of the six trophies in the foyer at Red Hill yes. of the Broncos complex. Don't tell me they're gone. And there's an empty plinth waiting for the next one, wow. which they've been waiting since 2006. It's quite a way. Yes, yes. He yes. just cleaned up all those trophies, put yeah. them in a box, put them out the back. Would you say this is the first time we have been in cahoots with Nick Cave? In opposing this sort of approach? Well, Nick Cave wrote a little, a little essay, a little treatise the other day about council cultures hurting creativity. And apparently it's been revealed that wherever Nick goes, he takes down certain posters, videos, any... Any paraphernalia representing the likes of the punk forefathers, Iggy Pop, Patti Smith, Lou Reed, they're gone, gone, gone. So saying this Even is, David Bowie's been rewritten well, out I, of history. I, I, I do know that he once played the Manchester Free Trades Hall and the plaque that was erected of the Sex Pistols was gone. Right. Buzzcocks magazine. Yes. Members of New Order. Yes. Apparently you weren't there. Yes, that's right. You walk into the, into the record labels that he's associated with, get those off the wall. That gold, <laughs> that gold record's got to go from Iggy Pop. Down, down, down. Same with studios, Chris. Now, well, well Sebo's done the same thing, Stephen. Right, okay. And he sat the players down. The first thing he's done is goes, fellas, because he's got that, you know, familiarity, man-manager yeah, approach going yeah. on. He goes, bring your notebooks. Not your iPad. This is a reason. Well, we'll, we'll give you, we'll transfer your notes onto an iPad and hand you back the <laughs> iPad and we Google share everything. I think it was his first mistake. Asking the modern rugby league player to use paper and pen, I mean. So you're saying he's cerebral? Very cerebral. Bookish, if you could call iPads books? Because I believe he did a two-day course at Harvard. Did he just? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then he sat them down. He goes, we are all about marginal gains. I guess that means Winnie. I I think that means he's a Keynesian economist, economist, but I'm not sure. And get this, Stephen. We are climbing peakless mountains. Peakless mountains. Now... Who's the most successful? Hang on a second. By definition, a mountain has to have a peak. And who better knows that than the most successful coach in modern rugby league times, who, of course, is... Robbo. Craig Robbo. Robbo. Because tomorrow's game day... Trent Robbo, you mean. And we get to the peak of Mount Kilimanjaro. If Robbo went to the Roosters tonight and he said, you're playing the Broncos and there is no peak to Mount Bronco, the players would be flummoxed. 
they'd be confused and they could potentially be defeated. Chris, everybody knows. Look, even if you're running a race, you need a goal. You need an end. And and I guess what he's saying is, that's what is a peak, correct? Yes. Mount Kilimanjaro has a peak. It, but a peak doesn't means you're just going to keep going. You know, you, I used to do bushwalking when I was a kid. We go, how much longer? You know, very tired. How much longer? They go, just over the mountain, just over that hill. And then you get there and it's bullshit. Because <laughs> they want to keep you going. That's the, that's the, but you just get angrier and angrier because you're never going to get there. And that is what has absolutely affected the Brisbane Broncos, Stephen. Right. No wonder they're tired. I mean, here are your choices. Or they're losing. You've got, you've got the I Ching, of course. And the I Ching says going on means going far. Right. Going far means returning. Is that right? Right. That's good enough. Look, you've got Bronco, uh, you've got Robbo who says Mount Kilimanjaro has a summit. Yeah. And then you've got Anthony Seabold saying it's just over the hill. But then you might, Chris, somebody's going to go for a Zen Buddhist monk one day and all they'll be doing is raking stones. <laughs> they won't even be playing, you know. I mean, look at Monty Python's you know, game of soccer between the, uh, the philosophers. Yes. You know, they sit there scratching their head and stroking their chins. I tell you what, though. You can't, go that, 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 you can't go too far on these paths, Chris. I tell you what, though. There's a lot of concern for what your career is like post-football. And if it's raking stones, at least that gives you something to look forward to. Well, that's right. It's a second career, isn't it? And, and <laughs> you, you get your orange vest and away you go and you work for the, the local you know, railroads or whatever. Can I say about the, the demise of Seabold? Uh, I loved uh, the astonishers Paul Crawley who wrote an article yesterday said, now, surely he's a lizard person. <laughs> he's got surely. A, he goes, he opens his article as now is not the time to put the boot into Anthony Seabold. Oh, really? Further on the article, he goes, you know what they say about never choosing a boy to do a man's job? <laughs> well, I don't know, Paul. But but Seabold, it was a, it really was quite a journey, his press conference and departing CEO, the Paul The journey Whites. of the press conference. Yeah. But first of all, there was Paul Murphy, one of the, the biggest owner after uh, News uh, Corp. Phil Murphy. Phil, Phil, Murphy. Phil Murphy. Who cares? You know, and he comes out and he says, you know, if you've got a cancer, you've got to cut it out. And then he comes back and he doubled back as, I wasn't talking about Seabold personally. No. I was just generally speaking, if you've got a cancer, cut out. Who got cut out? Seabold. And oh. in Seabold's defence, he did give Phil a call and apparently when he goes, oh, hello, uh, Phil, it's Anthony Seabold here. Seabold. Uh, Phil hung up. Yeah. Um, Seabold himself uh, wanted to highlight a couple of reasons about the Broncos not travelling so well. By the way, the Broncos, he's fired. They won only three of 15 games. down the Three ro- of 15? That's right. Yeah. Down the road at the Gold Coast, Justin yeah. Holbrook has just got a four-year contract extension. He's the future, Chris. You know how many games he's won this year he's out of 15? Four. Four. <laughs> he's ahead. Uh, it's a numbers result. <laughs> it's a, game, a results <laughs> business, Chris. Results-driven business. Results-driven. Baby. Baby. Okay. Uh, Seabold's playing COVID-19. Yeah. He's, of course, he's also had to point out, I understand that all 16 clubs have had to deal with COVID-19, yeah. but it didn't go well for Brisbane. But the one thing, the one thing that he's had to deal with that no other rugby league club has to deal with, Stephen, you know what that is? Tell me. The Brisbane Old Boys Network. Right. And uh, they're, they're um, what's, what's, what's their play at the moment? Because they, they should be to blame for this, shouldn't they? So they're all the ex-players, the Gordy Talises of the world, the Chris Johns of the world, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Right. But I'm telling you, you can forget your Illuminati, you can forget your Anakuri, you can forget your Silurian people. If there's one evidence of lizard people walking amongst us, it's yeah. the Brisbane Broncos old boys. And in the meanwhile, he's got a banana lounge. I'm talking about Wayne Bennett up at Redfern Oval. Oh. You can go and see it now. He's got the pina colada in his hand. He's got people like looking after his uh, grapes, please, Wayne. Uh, would you like some caviar with that? Grapes and, from Grappa. Yeah, <laughs> from grapes from Grappa. A little bit of pasta on the side. You know, some oysters, maybe some prawns, garlic style. You know. Are you familiar with a concept called Chardonnay? <laughs> yes, he's drinking the best Chardonnay you can find. I think it's a 1964 VAT. You know, it's a Penfold Chardonnay from his time coaching St George. Indeed, wonderful football. Um, it's a great game we've got. When you see it played that way, and skill level, and all the stuff that you see out there in a game, um, 
like today, you know, you just feel very lucky to be a part of it. And I feel that tonight when I'm sitting here, I just feel I'm very lucky to have been a part of something as great as rugby league. I've spent my life in it and it's been the great love of my life and I feel a bit blessed tonight. To be See your football team play like that. Like driving 90 mile an hour, getting speeding tickets from the man. But I'm just mad about this girl. But she's gonna matter the world. I just laid a patch of rubber down the road about a quarter mile long. Cause I'm all fired up, I'm all fired up and lonesome. I got a chip on my shoulder, I'm acting just a little too tough. I've been revving up the motor And tonight I'm gonna strut my stuff Yeah, I've been roaring like a lion And I'm tired of all this crying And I'm tired of being kicked around Like a little hook butt Because I'm all fired up and lonesome Yeah, I'm getting all fired Feeling my wild oats Gonna take me a little sightseeing trip Are you like many marketers who have a brand recognition or sales problem? Maybe it's time to consider product placement First, to kick things off I've got to thank you for tipping me off on Outcry on Stan. It's an incredible production. I mean, it's a true story. Um, it's obviously taken place. It's very, very recent. We won't give away the ending, or I won't give away the ending to our listeners, uh, or too much of the storyline. But um, uh, yeah, it's a great show, and I, I can't remember who it was who tipped it to me. But it's, I had to watch it all in one night. I couldn't put it down. I couldn't. There's no way I could have stopped halfway through. I had to see it through to the end. Millions of targeted and engaged consumers are exposed to your brand as they relax and watch their favorite entertainment. Jeez, I'm sold, Chris. I tell you what, Stephen. Is he on Mogadon or what? It, 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 this is, un, well, previously untapped territory. The inf- We talk about social influencers a la Tay-Tay and, and her sister. Yes. Uh, the, the, the ability of the likes of Gus Gould, James Bracey, Ray Rabbits Warren to influence the consumer about the choices they make. They make, yeah. And and the ability of rugby league what? to help you make consumer based choices yeah. is starting to be tapped into finally. Yes, yes. Uh, so their essential sell is stay here, <laughs> right? You're on nine. Right. Stay on nine. Though, of course, when they reference Stan, yes, it's possible that the consumer thinks that they're completely separate, separate entities. entities. Yes, and one wonders whether there's sufficient disclosure there. But yeah. yeah. The, the power of the selling of rug- that rugby league can generate is is writ large tonight, Stephen, because there's a big event tonight. Yes, I believe that uh, high art, high culture is coming together with rugby league. And who whoever said that rugby league is not a conduit to the higher art forms is a complete liar, Chris. A complete liar. As will be shown tonight. What's happening after the game tonight? After the Roosters Broncos? Yes. Um, I think the new coach, uh, the interim coach, Peter Jenner, will get fired after one game as the Roosters demolish Peter the Broncos. Peter Jenner? Gentle. 
Gentle. Oh, it's not Pete Evans. No. No, no. Uh, no Pete Evans is next year. Next year. He signed year, right, up for 2021. Okay. Peter Gentle is the interim coach. Gotcha, okay. And, and that's not a bad transition to go. No, it's not, is it? Pete at least to Pete. Peter to Pete. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we will be regaled, uh, if I can use that word, on Channel 9 with an exclusive, world exclusive. World exclusive. Live clip. Yes. Pre-recorded. Yes. Of Metallica doing their little hit. Enter Sandman. Yeah. Has this been brokered by uh, the wonderful, um, you know, let's just face it, the man who likes to breathe the good vibes and get his feet into the soil? Yeah, Peter Volandis. Oh, Peter Volandis, <laughs> right. Massive Metallica fan. Yeah. Though he tends to go, you know what, I'm a bit more of a Ride the Lightning guy. He really liked them in their speed. Ride the Lightning? In their Is speed, that a song? Is it good? Speed metal early early days. I love them. Um, but he realises the consumer is a black album type market. Yeah, yeah they've got a song called Ramp It Up. They, <laughs> they will. They will. Yeah. Was well, that the song they're doing? Well, tonight. Well, this is from their album S and M two, and there's nothing I enjoy more than hearing Ray Warren say S and M on national television. Yes, yes. S and M two. It's their sequel. Gee, that's better than one, is it? It's their sequel to their. Well, can I say I think Deep Purple did it first, yeah. but the idea of putting guess to get this, Stephen, a rock and roll band together with a symphony orchestra. Hang on, let me just write that down. A rock and roll band with a symphony, and they, they somehow arrange it to suit the song, do they? Yeah, absolutely. That must be pretty awesome. It is. Wow. It is. No, I thought that Freddie Fittler was one that introduced Enter Sandman for the blues team. That He attributes a lot of their success in yeah. last year's Origin Series to, yeah. and you were not involved was, in triggering that song, correct? No. Right. That was chosen. So you Freddie, were... Freddie had the button. Right. It's, it's like the horn. Did you it's feel, on the field. Did you feel challenged that Freddie had? Well, artistically, I did, Chris. I was really, I recoiled at that. You know, I thought, well, that's my domain, my my sort of, uh, I say, cultural space. You know, and there was Freddie taking taking ownership of that. And I actually support Freddie, and I think the New South Wales oh. Rugby League did the right thing because you you'd queued up their entrance music as "Rocking Around the Clock" by Bill Haley, which just seemed right on top of stuff. Seemed, seemed yeah, like a huge yeah, mistake yeah, yeah, to me. Yeah, that's right. And so when and they, this is after playing Henry Mancini, for God's sake, <laughs> that's right. I, you know, when they, when they did the long march from the dressing room through those tunnels past the tennis players, <laughs> yeah, as far yeah, as yeah, I could see, yeah. onto the Homebush Stadium, it was was two and a Sandman. And so, funnily enough. Freddie Fittler did a promotional video talking about how important that was to the win this week in the lead-up to tonight's episode where, guess what, they're filming or playing an exclusive film clip of Enter Sandman. Now, would this not, dare I say, let's kick them while they're down, the Queenslanders wouldn't be uh, terribly happy about that, would they? A song that was played for the Blues now being used on Channel 9 as a special high-art expose. If if they were doing this six months ago, Stephen, it would never have happened because the entire Queensland audience tuning in would have been alienated. Mm-hmm. But based on the performance of the Brisbane Broncos, there'll be about six people in Brisbane watching tonight, so you yeah. may as well kowtow to the Sydney audience. And now can we assign, given that we know now there are two types of people, well, we call them people, inhabiting the planet, <laughs> the lizard people, the people that Donald Trump has collected, and the others. Are you saying like Brisbane are of the other, the weaklings, the ones that will fail in, in like evolutionary Terms? Yeah, if 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 we're following Darwinism and the lizards is the next evolution, right. I mean, I, I'm I'm assuming that this time next year, when we're doing ramp it up, probably from you know Greenland or something, <laughs> um, there will be no Brisbane Broncos. No, yeah. the, the, rugby league will have exited Queensland. Yes, yeah, right. Because rugby league can't be associated with weakness. Will, will the Gold Coast annex itself, perhaps, and link up with Tweed Heads? Uh, Palaszczuk and uh, Berejiklian will do a, a an deal. agreement. Yeah. 
they'll gerrymander, renegotiate the border. Yes. Just describe it. Basically, that really, really... Runs up to Main Beach. What's that Q Tower in, yeah, in Q1, Service Paradise? Q1. Right, they would just sort of draw the boundary around Q1. Okay. That will capture the Gold Coast as part of New South Wales, and it will continue. Jeez. And Rugby League will be associated with our new direction, yeah. the Lizard People. Visionary, Chris. What with what with the uh, S and M two tonight, <laughs> and reassigning boundary lines, gerrymandering. It's a lot to take. It's a lot to take in for the average punter. Now, I agree. But I'm telling you what, you know, a lot of people are doing it tough in this uh, this uh, pandemic time with uh, job losses extraordinary and yes. inflation. Uh, you know, it's ten percent. I think unemployment and rising. Thirty one percent if you're a rugby league coach. Thirty one percent if you're a coach, exactly. Um, but there are some winners in all this, Chris, and uh, those that have known to play the game have known when to leave rugby league and when to come back. And yes. Sonny Bill Williams, um, who can't even play because he's only allowed to play a certain portion before he's over the salary cap. I think it's 150000 a game. <laughs> no, I think it's isn't meant it? to be total or something. But isn't he a genius? No, Doesn't it seem like a long time ago that Sonny Bill was in quarantine Yeah. and all the hoopla and yeah. uh, palaver yeah. hasn't laced on a boot yet? And I'm going out there to the old girl tonight, the yeah. Sydney Cricket Ground. He's not playing. Yeah, but he's on the side wearing a designer hoodie, That's getting true. paid while he's sitting there. Yeah. You, you know why? Because he's, he's good around the joint. And he's driving a Bentley Coupe. Good around the joint. Value of $400,000. Terrific right? around the joint. So we did the stats, right? In uh, in the last five years, all up in any code, wherever in the world, he's played 40 games. Correct. No wonder he's looking so good. No wonder the ladies love Sonny Bill Williams. They, they, they ran a graphic in the Astonish. And the fellas. They ran a graphic in the Astonisher showing all the injuries and operations he's had. Yes. All of them were pre-2015. Right. Because he's been in Cottonwall ever since. Were they plastic surgery? Well, you don't look that good no. naturally, Stephen. And finally, let's finish up with a man who... Not, I'm not even sure if he's going to go out a winner or a loser this year. I'm talking about Robbo. And uh, the, can he scale or can he get his boys to scale Mount Kilimanjaro every week, Chris? Well... The most important thing is he's recognised that there's something to scale and there's a peak, that the mountain is not peakless. The, the concept is good. He's got Sonny yeah. Bill in his back pocket. He's got the Morris brothers yeah. coming back. Yeah. Age shall not weary them, Chris. I, I don't believe so. And But he did reach out for a very, very plaintive uh, uh, cry at his press conference yesterday that nobody's looking after the coaches. Is that right? And. You, you would have thought he would have understood that it was a result-driven He was getting a payout of $1.5 million just to sit back on a beach and no one's looking after him. <laughs> I think the true genius here, Stephen, yeah, yeah. is Anthony Seabold, yeah. who leaves the game, yeah. reputation kind of intact, yeah. $1.5 million for the next three, four years to do nothing. We all bemoan the fact that uh, Tony Abbott can get a job courtesy of uh, the British High Commission to w- represent trade in the UK. And a travel exemption. And we all criticise him, but we don't criticise Anthony Seabold for walking away with $1.5 million to do nothing. No, because Seabold's been paid off, and let's face it, if there's a lizard person amongst us, it's got to be Tony Abbott. Right. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see you next week, Chris. I'm, I have no idea. And are there any games you want to talk about at this point in time before we cut you off? None whatsoever. Okie dokie. Thanks very much. H-O-R-N. Horny, horny, horny. Come on, ramp it up. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!